0: Welcome to Roots and Culture Presents Midnight Storytime. I am Nadine, but you can call me Nadsby. Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast. Since this is the first episode, I want to just tell you a little bit about myself and what the show is about. I am a journalist who lives in the Bahamas. I have worked in print radio and television. And um, so. This show that i 'm doing it features stories from people about relationships and love and life, and this is my first ever venture into podcasts um so it's hope that you know these stories will inspire discussions and um sometimes I will have guests who will come on to tell their stories themselves, or I'll just relate the stories as told to me and Of course, you know, guys, midnight is the witching hour and I do hope that you, the listening audience, will come along with me on this journey. Uh, Collaborations are also welcomed and, you know, you can send me your stories at rnc242 at gmail.com. This first story is one that most of us can relate to it involves a man and a woman and of course betrayal because it seems that you know those two go hand in hand it's pretty steamy so get comfy with some wine i mean it's midnight the kids should be put down this is not a story for kids and teenagers who are on the younger spectrum right so here goes I am feeling a little restless at home, so I decide to go to a bar near my house. When I get there, I notice a band set up and I'm thinking, oh, cool. I can chill here for a bit, then go meet up with my friends a bit later. The bar has two empty seats, so I sit down and order Bellini. I look around and the place is filling up. The band is excellent and I am actually feeling quite chill. I'm happy I came. While I'm focused on the chick bearing her soul on stage, I feel a presence plop down beside me. I look over and my soul is fucking shook. The most gorgeous man I have ever seen in my 36 years has just plopped what looks like six foot four inches of the sexiest muscled body I have ever seen in my life next to me and I'm not exaggerating although it might have been the Bellini you know well he's caramel brown with eyes that looks angel soft brown and beckoning and full of sex bitch I can't bear to look at him Shit, I say out loud, but the band is playing so no one hears me. He looks to be about six foot four and is built like Idris Elba. He catches me looking and says, hi. His voice sounds like it is coming out of a huge jaguar, like thick porridge poured over honey, deep and manly. I feel a twinge start deep in my body. I try to act uninterested. I say, hi, in a neutral voice and start to concentrate really hard on the band. I can't hear a damn thing. I am only aware of this nigger smelling like a whole cinnamon bun. What the fuck is wrong with me, I'm thinking. In the meantime, over by the bar has become a central focus for dudes. Everyone is coming over to pay their respects. Meanwhile, I'm over here thinking, who's this damn person? Clearly an alpha, I think to myself. Side note, alphas drive me wild. He buys a round of drinks for the whole damn bar, and I'm even more curious. Then, he turns to me and says, enjoying the show. I say, yes. He says, liking what you see there's a sparkle in his eyes he's not talking about the band my heart begins to pound hard i don't know what was in that bellini because i heard myself answering as if i am some confident sexy woman who was not having a meltdown inside what about you i say this newly confident woman (laughs) are you enjoying the show i'm only thinking about how your panties would taste in my mouth he says what girls mentally my mouth drops open in shock but physically i say excuse me i get up without a backward glance i walk to the bathroom i slip my panties off luckily they're thongs and put them in my pocket I'm questioning myself all the way back to the bar. What the fuck are you doing, miss? This dude is clearly a pervert. You just met him. I get back to the bar and my seat is still empty. I sit down. I have no idea what I'm about to do. Look, I'm sorry, he begins to say. I'm very attracted to you and I shouldn't have said what I said. I hand him my panties. He takes the tiny lacy black thongs and without another word, stuff them into his mouth. My pussy spasms. I run outside, jump into my car and speed home. (laughs) Two weeks later, he's on his knees he uses his nose to lift my skirt, I am dying inside. He takes a deep, long breath in. I nearly die from embarrassment. He tells me my scent arouses him and I feel my body clench. He crawls underneath my skirt and uses his fingers to pull my thong to the side. I can feel his hot breath on my lady parts. He blows gently. I collapse against the counter. He laps at my juices as if he's dying of thirst. His tongue penetrates deeply but gently into my orifice, in and out. He is spelling out the alphabet down there. He alternates taking my love button into his hot mouth and penetrating my cave with his tongue. He sucks at me in a relentlessly tender but steady manner. A deep throbbing begins in my yoni and kapow. Just like that, I am in heaven. My juices pour out of me and rain down on his bald head. Did you like that? He purrs as he comes up for air. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, I groan. He uses his tongue to tickle the corner of my mouth, simulating sex. In and out he goes. I can taste me. I am ready again. I return the favor. His member is huge and veined. The tip is dripping love juice. I can't wait to taste him. Taste it. I drop to my knees and begin to worship at his altar. His balls are the size of ripe tomatoes. I grip them softly but gently and guide him into my salivating mouth. I could barely fit him in. I look up at him. Our eyes lock as I deep throat his junk. His thing twitches. I'm so turned on I can feel my juices flowing out of me. I gag. He releases instantly, almost drowning me. I break free coughing. He laughs and kisses me on the tip of my nose. Love flows through me. He's been nearly a month. After leaving the bar, I had bumped into him. Well, not exactly bumped into him. I was jogging along the pavement in a residential area when a sexy little Porsche pulled up. It was him. He asked me for my number and it was on. We did it everywhere, at his office, at his house, in his car, on the side of the street. We could not get enough of each other and I felt a connection that was not only sexual, it felt cosmic, you know? I know he felt the same way, which is why I was able to give him myself so freely and without regrets. However, I wanted more. I wanted him to verbalize my thoughts and confirm that we were both on the same page. I'll do it next week, I told myself. A week later, I'm at Starbucks. I see my friend, Fred. I haven't seen him in a minute. We get to talking about this and that until all of a sudden, he excuses himself. He had seen someone outside he has to talk to. I'll be right back, he says. Being a woman, you know... I'm curious why he has to rush out this second. I look outside and see my lover in the parking lot. I don't want to blow up his spot, so I decide to just hit him up later. My friend comes back inside. I decide to dig for some information because despite all the fucking we were doing, I was none the wiser about my lover's life. Except that he was a respected businessman. My friend returned and we chatted some more. Then I asked him about my friend in the parking lot. What was that about? I asked. Oh, that's my business partner, he said. He's very low key and very rich. He's actually getting married to a friend of mine next week. For a few moments, I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about. My whole world had just fallen apart. I had fallen deeply for this person, and he had not only betrayed me, but also his (sighs) fiancé? Well, child, I deleted his number and blocked him. I cried for a week. My friends said they would have turned up at the wedding, but I just didn't have the heart to do that. I moved away for a number of years and returned last year. Uh, I bumped into him by accident and we began talking. I never told him that I knew he got married, and he has never told me, even though I still see him from time to time. He initially wanted to restart a relationship with me, but I see him in a totally different light now, and that will never happen. Whew, child. <laughs> uh yeah that's the end of the story that that was a mouthful and a half um I don't know if we're getting the complete story here but if we are I just want to say girl that was a lot so many red flags here you know um first of all never pick up a man in a bar for anything other than fun um that was downright dangerous and who gets drunk off of a bellini bitch that's like three percent alcohol Who, who does that Uh, And in addition, while that whole putting your panties in his mouth is kind of hot for TV, in real life, that is gross as fuck. Ew. Men have little boxes, right, ladies, that they put us in from the jump. Wifey material box, side chicks box, etc., right? They also like to test us by pushing the boundaries and... The right move when a man come on to you like this is if you think you might want more than fun is to stay classy. The fact that he just met her and asked to eat her panties would have insulted most people. I would have probably just gotten up and gone about my business. But of course she says that the Bellini was making her drunk That's <laughs> the so next thing. People use alcohol as an excuse all the time and you know I'm not trying to judge her or anything like that but that was downright dangerous. And then on the other hand, I sympathize because many of us ladies fall in love and have our hearts crushed because we do not start off knowing the rules of the game, you know? And unfortunately, while relationships really should never be a game, it's one of the realities of living life in the 21st century. You you got to learn the game and keep up because then you're going to meet guys like this. I mean, he was getting married, um... And never told her and still hasn't, you know, after years have gone by. And the one good thing that she did correctly for me was not being trapsy enough to go to his wedding. She departed with grace, which is always good. Uh, Honey, never let a man run you up on bricks, okay? Don't chase man and some other things. Very unimportant. Um... Not to say that men are unimportant. I just mean, if he is awful enough to treat you like shit, it's not a good idea to run behind him. Never do that, okay? Um, The minute you find out his true intentions, and those intentions don't add up, pull a Sierra and run. Despite what they say, there are more than enough single fish in the sea. I just read a study um, that... There's actually not a man shortage, but that's for another show. So what would you guys have done in a situation like that? Do you have a story about heartbreak similar to this? Well, if you do, send it to me at rnc242 at gmail.com. And um, we can go from there. As I said, I'm up for collaboration. So also hit me up at that same email. Again, if you want to be a guest, also hit me up. And to tell your story, okay? Or just email and I'll read it like I just did this story. Um, That's our show for tonight, guys. Join me again next Friday for another episode of Roots and Culture Presents Midnight Storytime, which you can catch on Pocket Cast, Spotify, Radio Public, and Breaker so far. I know it takes a little while longer to get onto iTunes, but we'll eventually get there and it'll also be on facebook right so look for me on facebook at roots and culture nadine roots and culture brown or roots and culture the tv show and um till then guys have sweet dreams and i'll catch you later